Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh-huh. The cocktail of the week this week is sent to us by a friend of the squad, Katie. The cocktail is called the Fence Hopper. I like it. Yeah. It's kind of like a stone fence, which is a co- cocktail we've made before. Maybe we've made the stone wall. I think we've made both either. So the Fence Hopper is bourbon, apple cider, maple syrup Mm. lemon juice angostura bitters yep and then ipa that's why it's called the fence hopper because there's hops (laughs) in the ipa i thought it was just for hopper i mean you don't need to have a beer connection when you have a dog connection i am not a huge fan of beer generally and especially not ipas so if i were to make this i would use instead of one ounce of apple cider and three to four ounces of ipa i'd use like four ounces of hard cider which would get rid of the hops that give it its name fence hopper but i think it would be more delish it would be named after hopper you don't need to put beer in it I mean, the hopper part comes from the beer. Dog. <laughs> the dog. Ingo is growing hops this year in Maryland. The plant. The hop plant. Yes. Hops, the flowers. Yeah. they. Uh, we grew them a little bit last year, but they did not make any um, birds. I, I bought Ingo hopper plants for some hop plants. For some Christmas? Some kind of present. Perhaps. Yeah. They were dormant. So he's like, oh, you bought me dead plants. And I'm like, I promise they will come <laughs> back to life. And they totally did. They totally did. Yep. But they do not do well down here in Florida. You can't really grow hops in this kind of weather. It's way too hot. They need cool. Cool. Yep. So he planted them in Maryland. And they didn't do much last year. But they volunteered again this spring. It's great. I'm yep. going to try to put them all the way up to the roof. That would be great. Like when we did the loofahs. Yeah. <laughs> Those things grew all over the house that they, was uh that was haunted it, it was a real takeover of the property oh, that was that was a, an insane amount of vining yeah all right are you ready for administrative corner i love administrative corner yes uh we have one item this week uh so as everyone who regularly listens to the podcast knows i have a book coming out in november called the purest bond it is available for yes. pre-order you guys blah again with the book Ugh. <laughs> oh my goodness so <laughs> just <there's> kidding <laughs> <laughs> there's an audio version of the book um which is available now like you can go on audible or amazon or wherever and buy the audiobook version and we had our marketing call with you can the, pre pre-order it you can pre-order you can't just get it it is not recorded yet because i'm on amazon almost right now if that's to be got to nope. be gotten right now i could read it to you i have the book i could just read it to you That'd be right nice. now yeah not right now. I mean, the, the next purest few bond, understanding Aww. the human canine connection, by Jen Goldbeck, PhD, and Stacy Colino. That's nice. Dedication. I would totally buy that. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so we had our marketing call this week, and I was like, uh, "You guys, are we going to do an audiobook? Because we need an audiobook." And they're like, "Oh yeah, you can already buy the audiobook, but we definitely didn't have anybody to read it." And so then like a day later, I got an email and they're like, do you want to be the person who reads the audiobook?" And I was like, yes, I do, everyone. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so I got the contract today, actually. So I get to read the audiobook. So if you buy the Purest Bond audiobook, you will get the dulcet tones of GR Mom reading about dogs. It's nice. Trust me. I get this every day. You get a lot of it. You get a lot of me talking. It's nice. Yeah, yeah I would recommend for everyone. 
So there you go. We have not recorded yet. We just confirmed that the microphones that I have are sufficient for recording an audiobook, though apparently I've been holding it wrong the whole time. I've been more right. No, you have not. <laughs> no. Could you hold it like way out here and you're like, oh, hi, this is Nico. I'm podcasting. That's, that's not correct. That's, that's how professionals, nope. <laughs> singers do that. That's only like if you sing real loud, then you pull it sort of away from your mouth. I mean, I'm all, I'm all into Ollie effects. I could do hey, 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 hey. I could do all the effects. <laughs> Don't hurt your eyes rolling them gonna, so hard. I'm going to so quit hard. the podcast. I'm quitting and done. No, wait. Who's going to organize my crazy dumb stuff? We made it to episode 299. That's it, you guys. No more podcasts. Ooh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be classic. All right. You ready for dog updates? Yeah, we have to think of something to do for next week then. We've had only a couple suggestions that both involved talking about our dogs from the past, which I feel like we did in the like early, early episodes of the podcast. But like, who has actually listened to all three hundred? I know some people, some people have. And we could, I guess, we could do sort of nostalgia one where we sort of look back and recap. I feel like it would be so boring. It's like though. a year-end recap. No, people love that stuff. Me, I people, <laughs> me people love me. that stuff. <laughs> We're like, this is what happened during the year. And I'm like, huh, it did. I didn't, I forgot. Was that this year? All about that. No, more like, I forgot all about that. There was a war in Iraq? What? So it's good to have those recaps, I think, for people <laughs> like me. All right. Well, we did not wage war anywhere, so... Oh, no, but I can forget everything, including and up to wars. So I forget everything. No, fair enough. Yep. Now, are you ready for dog updates? Reluctantly. I mean, I would like to stay in the administrative corner, but I understand it gets lonely in there <laughs> and dark. All right. We have two dog updates. Um, one big one and one little one. Let's start with the little one. Bank is little. Uh, yes, that's not the update but oh, that's true too bad uh yesterday i was like it's or two days ago it's so smooth outside there's no wind i'm gonna go for a paddleboard inga would you like to come with me in the kayak and then goes like sure which usually he does not do and i was like this is great we get to hang out on the water it's gonna be fun whenever i go paddleboard both hops and guac feel like they are entitled to come with because they both ride on the front of the paddleboard sometimes yep, it's very important for them so it was Guac's turn. So I was like, all right, Guac, come on out. Get on the paddleboard. And Guac's like, dee, 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 jumps on the paddleboard, stands there. And I was like, Guac, you have to sit down and lay down. And he's like, okay, fine. So then he lays down on the paddleboard and we kind of paddle out. And he's like, where's Ingo? <laughs> I saw him coming. Oh, so I'm splashing around with my kayak. So Ingo gets the kayak in the water and comes paddling over. And Guac is like, oh, fuck, I got to get over to Ingo. <laughs> jumps off the paddleboard which is like very not good when i'm standing on the paddleboard because it makes it likely that i am to fall off the paddleboard yeah see the kayak is unflippable basically yeah but the paddleboard real tippy that's Extreme why i don't have one of those things flippable i can't walk a, a white line it's not that it flips it's just that it tilts enough that the person standing on it falls that's off. true it does remain yeah. the right side up but it doesn't really help when you're falling off so guac jumped off the paddleboard i did not fall off and he like paddle like doggy paddles over to Ingo and I was like get the heck back over he's like tries to claw his way into Ingo's <laughs> kayak I think it was even shallow enough that he could get 
purchased from his back legs. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally get him over, get him back on the paddleboard. So we, and and goes like, we should put him in the house. And I'm like, he'll be fine. And then we get like 10 more yards and he's like, what the fuck? And jumps <laughs> off again to try to get over to Ingo. He couldn't stand that time. I did not fall off. I get him back on the paddleboard. And I was like, listen, he's got it out of his system. He's going to be fine. And so we paddleboard for like seven minutes approximately. Yeah, pretty far. I mean, like half yeah. a mile. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm pretty sure I need to be riding with Ingo. Jumps off the paddleboard again. And this time I go into the water. It's like pretty deep this time. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. I could not. I mean, I try really hard not to touch the bottom after my Irukandji syndrome issue. Because I feel like that was because I was working around on the bottom. I stirred up the one rogue jellyfish that punished me for a week. Um, but I could. I was. I didn't just hit the bottom. So it was deeper, which is fine. It's better. I crawl back on the paddleboard. Eventually get walked back on the paddleboard. You know, he's trying to crawl up, but he can't touch the bottom either. And so we got out to Hopper Key, which is about a 15 minute paddleboard from our house and kind of walked around. You know, it's just this like deserted patch of beach in desert is not the right word. Unoccupied. Yeah, it's like a sandbank mangrove. It's a bunch of mangroves with like a teeny little strip of sand. Yeah. And so we get out there and, you know, there's like a washed up coconut that guac gets he tries jumping on a horseshoe crab shell yeah he's like chasing sticks whatever so we're out there for like 10 minutes and i was like okay we're gonna go back and i was like he's not riding on my paddleboard he's <laughs> not welcome anymore let's put him in the kayak now the kayak is like the kind that sits on top of the water so like your butt gets wet because it's got the holes in it yeah but it's also kind of like ridge so there's like places to stick your heels it is not comfortable to sit in the front but we gave walk his coconut and he's like this is the best yeah he he noticed nothing except that he was husking that coconut. Yep. He could have been on fire and he would have been like, coconut, <laughs> right. must have coconut. Did not try to jump out, was not interested in me at all. No, so I just let my feet dangle on the sides because where I usually have them, there was guac. And yeah. then I just kind of paddled back. And he he just, I mean, there was a trail of coconut drip, drip, leavings <laughs> behind my kayak. He'd like yank a piece off and then fling his head and like <laughs> fling a little piece of coconut he husk would come very out very intense about it float in the water yep yep what a jerk that guy was but he stayed very calm and still for me <laughs> so today when i went paddle barding hopper got to come i bet you she did not flip you nope because she she's fine. good she's such a good dog of course i didn't try to go and upset the apple cart i know she probably would have been like me if me if i want to be with ingo probably she would have let herself slide off the side slug like <laughs> all right so that's update number one there's <laughs> thunder is that why Remy's like crawled up onto ingo i don't hear the thunder Remy. he does yeah, you he, see the lightning i didn't i do not well there was also lightning <laughs> <laughs> all right update number two Ingo requested a copy of Chief Brody and Binkman's medical records. Actually, just vaccination records, but we get the whole medical records today. Mm -hmm. And they showed up in my mailbox, and I was like, I'm going to read these. And so I had, we had gotten the call from our vet on like May 20th, I think, which was a Saturday. Yeah. About CB's um, biopsy, biopsy results mm -hmm. on the big black lump that he had growing on his gums 
and you know got the bad news that this is melanoma and five to nine months is the life expectancy yeah that, that's that's age. that's right our vet was reading the report from the biopsy so the reports in the medical records and it's like we got this lump it came in and so the original report says the mass is a highly pigmented melan melanocytic neoplasm guys these are a lot of words i don't know so i'm sorry that i can't pronounce them right uh given the degree of pigmentation within this mass a bleached section of the tissue will be evaluated to assess the nuclear features to determine the mitotic count to aid further prognostication so this thing on his mouth was like black it's like a black lump growing yeah. on his i mean he has mouth. black lips kind of too so it didn't look that out of place oh it did to me melanin on his it gum it looked to me not good because other dogs have little lumps and they're pink they're the same color as the gums and pink. this was like black guacos was very pink yeah and brody had other ones that they took off that were pink and this was black it, which is why the vet was suspicious mm-hmm. because it was black and melanoma is like dark because it's got a lot of melanin in it so they're you know they're kind of describing this thing there's a lot of stuff i don't need to read 1.4 millimeters in diameter neoplastic cells arranged in sheets haphazard it says so it's apparently quite disorganized (laughs) uh a lot of melanin there's so much melanin in it that the vast majority of cells have the nuclear features obscured so you can't really see what's going on because there's like so much pigment in it that is dark. You can't and see through it, yep. which is a problem in the microscope, I guess. So they say. Yeah. I've got pictures. Oh. There's like pictures in here. Those look red. Well, I think it's the dark part that is like the nucleus and it's got all the melanin in it. Wow. So anyway, they're like, so like that's not good because like typically if you've got something on the gum that's like super melanated, that's a melanoma. Uh, melanomas in dogs like oh I saw the lightning that time ago so melanomas in dogs like unlike people where it's on the skin in dogs it's usually on the gums the mucous membrane so sometimes look at it in their nose sometimes look at it on their butt but a lot of times on the gums so so it's like all right so this is like they got a mass it's got a lot of melanin it's on the gum so like that's probably a melanoma and they're like but we're gonna bleach it and then we'll look at it again so the addendum comes in on 5-22-23, which is like two days after I talked to the vet. And it has the bleach evaluation results. And it's... <laughs> bleach evaluation. It's funny. <laughs> so it says, a bleached section of this tissue is evaluated to better assess the nuclear features within the melanocytic neoplasm. There is only mild, a bunch of words I can't pronounce, and mitotic count is less than one per 10 high power fields. So I don't know what any of that means, but like three of you will know what that means. And it says updated interpretation, oral cavity, well differentiated melanocytic neoplasia, mitotic count less than one per 10, margins are incomplete, which means they didn't get the whole thing vascular invasion not observed nuclear atypia less than 30 percent and i'm like that sounds good even though i don't know what any of that means yeah nuclear atypia sounds bad but less than 30 percent it sounds better then this oral mass is a melanocytic neoplasm and this melanocytic tumor is well differentiated with little like i couldn't say this before plemorphism oh plemorphism 
pleomorphism. That's I'm so sorry, medical people who know how to say all these words. Pleomorphism. I think that's right. Sure. Given the oral mucosal location of the neoplasm, it's difficult to entirely exclude the possibility of malignant behavior. So that means the fact that it's on the gums and it's black means that like we can't really say that it's not cancer. But now there's a but. The lack of uh, anisocytosis, anisocytosis, anisocaryosis, or <laughs> mitotic activity suggests a potentially more favorable prognosis for this melanocytic neoplasm despite the oral location. So even though it's on the gums, the fact that there's none of this other bad stuff means that maybe it's not cancer. I think it's not the nucleuses haven't split open to make more cancer cells. Everybody shut up! Everybody. There's Thank you, started it. And then it says, there's a report in the pathology literature describing histologically well-differentiated melanocytic neoplasms of the oral cavity in 64 dogs. Shut, shut up, shut up. Quack. That were all small about one centimeter, as in this case, and had a favorable clinical course with per- Could you please shut up? I'm trying to share news. This is science, guys. Boy. All right. No respect. So basically, what this paragraph is saying is that, like, you've got a black tumor on the gums, which, like, usually is cancer. So we can't say that it's not cancer, but it doesn't have any of the stuff that normally is with cancer. And so there's a good chance that it's not cancer. And there's a study of 64 dogs that had lumps like this that were like small and looked sort of like this one. And they did really good. The median survival time was greater than 30 months. Maybe so, even 70 months. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time <laughs> listeners will know 70 months. That's my goal. Uh, for those of you who have not been listening to every podcast, our dog Jasmine had a cancer and... Uh, they got good margins and the report was like the median survival time is 70 months and i was like you guys that's like an extreme like, like, 23 years yeah. old <laughs> like, i mean yeah she was like 10 or 11 <laughs> I know. and i'm like so this is like five <laughs> years six years uh so that's great um so this is median survival time of greater than 30 months so that's pretty great like brody's gonna be 13 in a few weeks and so if he were to live another three years, another 30 months, like that would be extremely impressive. I think he's got it in him. He jumps on the ottoman now. Uh, so it says, for additional pros- prognostic information, consider immuno- immunohistochemistry for KI67, which is available at additional cost. So I don't know. Did you ask for that today when you talked to the vet? Nope. So we could maybe ask her to do that, I guess. Um, but anyway... So we thought we had five to nine months, and now we have median greater than 30 months, and we always beat the mean. It's like the Lake Wobegon effect in this house. Every dog is above average. It's true. It's true. Brody, we're going to keep looking at your gums, though. Yeah, it still looks kind of... It's like white where they took it out. We got some antibiotics today. But I gave him a a little bit of green beans today. Oh, yeah? He seemed to be okay with it. Okay. I'm not sure I approve. Why not? You know, he's been doing okay without. So why add in things when he's doing okay without things? It's his thing. But he's fine. But it's green beans. But he's doing fine without green beans. All right. 
I will not. It was only for second dinner. He had second dinner already? Yeah, with Remy. Brody! Oh, he's such a beautiful man. I'm he's sorry. shaking just because of the th- sun thunder. So, anyway, that's pretty good news for CBGB. Uh, yeah, it's Ingo great. had him at the vet today, and she said, you know, eventually she may actually take the molar out that had the lump, the tumor next to it, because, like, you can tell as it's healing, like, the gum is really recessed there, and it maybe hurts. So, we're going to check him in a couple months, and maybe, maybe it'll just be one tooth down. He's missing another tooth that, like, when we got him, he was missing a big molar, so. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need all his teeth. No. As we know from Sizzle, Sizzle you don't really need any. Sizzle had except the whole four punchers. left. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there you go. So pretty good news on CBGB. Yeah, really surprisingly good news. Surprise news and surprisingly good news. Yeah, the vet hadn't called us with those updates. And when Ingo brought him in today, she's like, oh, they didn't tell me they updated the report. So it's just it's like, like by chance they sent me an email. It. I didn't even see it. Where'd you get this? <laughs> I was like, well, I asked for it. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for ramblings? Yeah, sure. All right. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Wow. Like, that's like rambling. Jerusalem, Israel. Yes. Okay. I, it is real. Florida man loses arm to an alligator while going to the bathroom. <laughs> Jen Coleslaw sent this. 23-year-old Florida resident Jordan Rivera. No, don't move that. Sorry, Ingo was moving the podcast box, and that's going to unplug everything. Oh, no. Yeah, can't move that. Technological Remy, differences. Remy, suck it up. You can't cross. Don't cross the pod. Just, just go. Move, move over to Ingo. He's not moving, you guys. He's just trying to crawl over the box. He's shaking. <laughs> Poor guy. It's I, there it was, was like, not even that much thunder. There, there was, was like, like one thunder. One rumble. Five minutes ago. Ugh. Guys. All right. 23-year-old Florida resident Jordan Rivera was relieving himself behind a bar early last Sunday <laughs> when he fell into a pond where a hungry alligator Wait was waiting. Th- there's, this is like the shark on the dock story. Like, there, that's an important detail. He fell into the pond. <laughs> he, he invaded the home of that alligator. Rivera lost his right arm in the altercation, which he reportedly doesn't remember. <laughs> Quote, so I ended up walking over to the water hole. I didn't realize how big it was at the time. As I was going over there, something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me just went down. I ended up in the water, and that's literally the last thing I remember. Oh, my goodness. He wakes up in the hospital with no arm? Rivera was reportedly rescued by locals who pulled him from the water and treated him with a tourniquet they had handy, which, like, you got to have because of the gators. Because of the pot. We have the gator pool behind the, behind the bar. <laughs> Rivera was unperturbed by the incident as he oh described God. walking, waking up in the hospital to the media. Quote, I looked over and saw my arm the way it was and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't lose my life. I lost an arm. It's not the end of the world, Rivera said. Those gators, I didn't truly understand them till I woke up in the hospital and oh, gator got your arm. They got my elbow. So I don't have an elbow, he said. I can still move my arm around and whatnot. Rivera took the opportunity Holy to... Cow, that is, that is... I mean, he might, maybe he was under a lot of medication because that seems awfully blasé about <laughs> I know. having your arm chopped you know, off. I can still kind of move the stump. It's fine. 
Rivera <laughs> took the opportunity to confront local rumors that he had been feeding the alligator, an accusation he denied. That's completely not true, he said. They don't even serve food at that bar, so I couldn't have even served the gator food. <laughs> I mean, you would have had to go to the gas station next door and get some Dion's fried chicken for four ninety-eight, which you can get there for two, two, you know, and then bring it over there. That would be ridiculous. You don't even remember anything, Rivero. <laughs> The, it does have a sadder ending. I mean, not that it's not sad that the guy lost his arm, but it says a smoke, spokesman for the FWC told NBC2 that the 3.175 meter alligator had been euthanized. That's 10 feet. 3.175 meters is extremely specific. Three degrees. Well, it was dead. They could measure it really well. I guess so. Why'd they euthanize it? I guess because it bit the dude. Oh, my God. They would all bite a dude. And then, so this is in the Jerusalem Post. So the first comment from a user named Old Timer says, why in the world would the J-Post cover this story? That's he wasn't, true. quote, going to the bathroom. He was a drunk goy going to pee in the pond and fell into the water he was polluting. This is somehow newsworthy? I'm surprised the Post didn't say the alligator was as large as 27 bulldogs. <laughs> and then there's five comments on his post. <laughs> The second from Cousin It. So an alligator who defended his territory from an intruder with euthanized. Bears who attack humans who encroach on their wilderness habitats are often euthanized. Those that aren't are relocated to a place far, far away from their native habitats to a region with which they are unfamiliar. Maybe to Israel. Maybe I've that's never the been, connection. I've never been in favor of saving people from themselves. Anyone who goes swimming with alligators or walking with bears should have to live with the consequences. <laughs> Well, it's good to know the comments are just as bad in Israel. Oh, here, as you'll they like are this here. one. This, will I? Oh, will this I? This is from user Packing Heat. <laughs> Quote Rivera lost his right arm in the altercation, which he reportedly doesn't remember. And the guy says, How could he not remember his right arm? It's been with him his whole life. Oh, boy. That's dad. Dad. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, guys. Th th there's no thunder. Ugh, this is, they do this when it rains, Jen. I know. <sighs> and then there's some racist comments in here and a bunch of other garbage. Ugh. So the comments are just as bad worldwide. That's great. Don't read the comments. Yep. So there you go. Thanks, Jen Coleslaw. All right. High quality stuff. You ready for Taste of the Keys? Sure. It's a twofer. Two little ones. I like it. Uh, the headline of the first one is man arrested for fleeing. I was hoping for spike trips, but I was disappointed. <laughs> a 50 year, 51 year old marathon Florida man was arrested Saturday after fleeing from your deputy. Cesar Gomez Ramos was charged with fleeing and eluding and driving without a valid driver's license. He was observed traveling 63 miles an hour in a 45 mile zone southbound on US one and marathon. There's a lot of cops in Marathon, you There's guys. There's speed traps all the time. It goes down to 35 after this 45 zone, so. Yeah. Um, this is at 10 p.m. He did not stop after seeing a deputy's patrol car behind him. I like to think it's Deputy Hradecki. Yeah. Who we have not heard from in a while, but who does patrol Marathon. He doesn't take credit, I think. He's just a modest guy. <laughs> With lights and sirens activated and instead accelerated away and turned sharply into 41st Street, which, of course, dead ends, like every single street on <laughs> In Marathon. the water, at the and water. Then turned into a residence. He was arrested there and taken to jail. Yeah, what was he? Oh, I guess his plan was like, I live, I'm just going to hide in this I'm driveway. 
All right. The other I'm home. <laughs> the other story is a uh, man arrested for assault. A 62-year-old Homestead, Florida man. Homestead is not in the Keys. Was arrested Saturday after threatening a man with a pipe. Norris Anthony Johnson was arrested with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. I think that should be four aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Sure. The 41-year-old victim told the sheriff's office he was walking to his vehicle at the Reef House Resort and Marina in Key Largo when Johnson approached him and told him he had a bad attitude. (laughs) An argument ensued and escalated with Johnson making verbal threats. The victim stated Johnson grabbed a lead pipe from a golf cart and threatened him with it. Witnesses intervened and the victim fled. Where are these lead pipes that people have? I don't think I've ever seen a lead pipe. A cell phone video corroborated the victim's statement. Johnson was taken to jail. I bet it was an iron pipe. I don't think these are lead pipes. What is this? Ancient Rome? Flint, Michigan? Come on. (laughs) Uh, You get a German word of the week? Sure. Fingerspitzengefühl. Finger. Tip feeling. Spitzen is tip. Tips. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Gefühl I would have got. Spitze is like the the oh. tip. Yeah, tip. Tip of a of a ba- of a mountain too. Okay. Backspitze. What about Spitz the dog? That's just called Spitz. <laughs> That's just a breed called Spitz. What if you have many of them? Well, I mean, they're kind of pointy. They have pointy faces. <laughs> That's what I always thought. Why why they were called Spitz? Okay. Anyway, Fingerspitzengefühl means sensitivity being delicate like like snowflake no no like it can include being diplomatic like being very uh careful and precise in in often dealing with people or situations um that's that for that fingerspitzengefühl is like that that, that's going to require a lot of tact and diplomatic skill oh okay that's a good word tact is probably the english equivalent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you just got to be like you got to say just the right things at the right time is kind of what it implies oh, what are we going to do about the, le- the thunder. thunderstorms in the keys and our two nervous I'm tired. dogs i can't i'm not staying up all night with all of this nonsense yeah guys you all right toughen up guys toughen up Bink. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, okay, it's time for Ingo Corner. You can say whatever you want. That That's all. I don't have anything special. Thanks to everything. Thanks to all the friends of the squad. That's it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, Slava Ukraini. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. <laughs> Not helping, Bing. Not helping. <laughs>